My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Tim Melly Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Tim Melly Talk. I'm your host, Artif Tekhari. Remember, this is your source for the latest news on Tim Melly, the national team of Iran. This is part two of our three-part episode entitled The Search for More Legionnaires. Today's edition will be focusing on midfielders and forwards. Hope you enjoy it. Now let's get to, we're going to the midfielders. First, a defensive midfielder, Paya Pichka, playing for Sundsvall in the Super Etan. He's 20 years old. He was born in Gaimshar, Iran. I believe he has represented Sweden at the U19 level. And we'll also talk about Amir Bashti. He's listed as a midfielder, a winger, a forward, playing for Atlanta United 2 in the USL Championship, the second level of professional soccer in the United States. He's 23 years old. He's represented United States at the U18 and U20 level. But first, let's talk about Paya Pichka playing for Sundsvall. I mean, 20 years old, and he was born in Iran. I mean, definitely sounds like an intriguing option. Let's start with you, Dara. What would you say? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's interesting. He was born in Iran, 20 years old. Um, so he, he's obviously very young. Um, plays as, as a defensive midfielder. Um, so as I just mentioned before, an area we could use uh, some help. Um, I, I, I will keep my eye on him for sure in the next couple of years because Kodus um, was, I feel like, in a somewhat similar place in his career um, You know, when he was 20 years old. Um, playing in you know youth ranks and playing in um, like the second division and whatnot, um, so uh, it, it's it's really going to be telling in the next couple of years as to how he develops and like if he will be able to um, you know be somebody who's going to uh, you know grow in, in in the Swedish football system. Um, and uh, I, I want to just kind of take the time to really hold my judgment on him um, until I can really get a feel for his game, but. Um, definitely, I feel like of everyone who we've talked about so far, probably the most interesting uh, for me personally. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll hold my judgment on him. Okay, Ari, what what can you you know what can you share about Paya Pichka? I absolutely agree with Dara. Look, I think I think it's brilliant that he's played for U U nineteen in Sweden. First of all, I mean that's that's a big big step. It's not easy to play for U nineteen in Sweden. There's a lot of talented players in that country. You know, Ibrahimovic, you know, for example, that that kind of standard of player was was produced in that country. So for for him to be playing in the U19s is brilliant. But Pichka's a really good player, in my opinion. I think he's a, a talented midfielder, someone with a lot of energy, uh, good 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 vision. Um, that's just some of the technical points. But he's also played in the Svenska Kupen, which is the the FA Cup of of Sweden. He played two games like this season and in that. He's played quite a lot in the Alsvenskan U21s and U19s. Um, and like I said, he, he's played for the Swedish U19 national team. Uh, and obviously his team are at Sundsvall. Are, I think Sundsvall is the, one of um, Ali Reza Hariri's former teams as well. Uh, and they were teammates when he was there. Um, so he knows him from that from that period. But Pichka's a good player. He's a good player. I think he. I think his future lies in the national of Iran. I think he's got ability to be called up. Twenty years old is not young. Uh, sorry, it's not old. You know, it's it's still it's still a very young age, uh, and he's still got a lot to improve on, of course. But I think he's one to look at for for a call up, maybe in two or three years time. I hope this season he starts to play more in the league. 
he gets promoted possibly or, or gets signed by a top flight team. He plays some more. Then I think by 23 years old, he's ready to play in the national team. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see. But I hope that, that I hope he doesn't, I hope he doesn't pick Sweden though. That, that would that'd be really disappointing. You know, I like what you just said at the end. You know, it's it's one of these things where we know these footballers, you know, look, let's face it. They have a choice to make. They're going to make their choice. We have to respect it. But I just like how you say that, you know, you're hoping, you're hoping he doesn't pick Sweden. And I think some of the best news we've heard before in recent years as Team LE supporters and analysts is that, is that, you know, when Saman Godu switched allegiance from Sweden to Iran. I mean, of course, I'm going to go to you on this, Dara, because, you know, you're quite the Saman Godus fan. And, you know, when that... I mean, we'll touch on this real quickly, but when that took place, I mean, that 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 definitely was something that got Iranian football fans very excited. For sure. I mean, he was what he did at Ostersunds, what Godus did at Ostersunds was like so exciting to watch. Like he was, he just clearly looked like a man among children. Like he looked on a level above like everyone else consistently. And like you knew that this guy's like talent level was way higher than, than the Swedish football league. Um, so, like, for me, I, I think, like, specifically as it applies to, like, like uh, Paya Pichka, is that he can he can almost be, like, an advocate. Like, he, uh, I remember when Kodus was, like, deliberating, like, choosing between Sweden and Iran, allegedly, Behrang Safari told him, hey, man, I messed up. I, I could have had a long national team career if I would have gone for, for Iran. Um, you know, I, I, I chose Sweden, and I think he probably didn't play in, in their national team for more than, like, three, four, maybe five years at the most. So just like using these guys as like kind of like the advocates I, I feel, and like recruiters almost, um, I think would be like a good idea because um, the truth is, is like, it, it, unless you're like a, a, at like in like a Premier League team or um, a Serie A team, like, a, like one of the, the top four leagues um, and, and you're playing consistently in those teams, like you're not going to get, um, you know, you're not going to necessarily be like a consistent feature in the Swedish national team because they just have such a large talent pool. Whereas this guy, this guy, Peach if, if you just, uh, you know, say in a couple years time, he's like, you know, playing consistently in a Swedish top flight team um, and is able to maybe move into a, a league that's a little bit better, a little bit higher than that. Like let's just say Belgium or Netherlands or something like that. Um, he would definitely be, you know, a, a very, very good you know prospect for, for the national team. And I just think that, um, with that in mind and thinking about Godus and like how things have kind of panned out for him, it would definitely make um, make sense to, to keep a tab on him and uh, for him to also, I think it would be like a good marriage for him to consider Iran and for us to, to have him potentially. And to add on to that is that as we all look back, you know, Saman Godus, he was called up to Sweden, but he was playing in friendly matches. So I think that, I think for him, that was a situation where he said, okay, you know what, I'm being called up in friendly matches. You know, I want to be playing in the big time competitive matches and, you know, like we said, you know, we know how it went, turned out well for Iran. And, you know, so we're going to have to, you know, get back on topic a bit. But now with Amir Bashti, he's playing for Atlanta United 2 in the USL Championship. Like I said, he's representing the United States at the U18 and U20 level. And I'm going to go to you on this, Arya. Do you feel like he probably is, has that thought in his head where, you know, we're just, we're just you know, assuming this, it's hypothetically speaking. Is it, Do you feel like maybe he would have that thought in his head where he would say, hey, I saw how things worked out for Steven Betashur, you know, he got called up to Iran. He was capped at a competitive fixture, which meant that, you know, cause he was, he got, he was capped in an Asian cup qualifier. And then we saw how it went. He didn't play in the world cup at all for Iran. He did get called up 
to one of the initial rosters for the for the 2018 World Cup, but he did not make the final cut. So, Arya, would you feel that Amir Bashti uh, is probably think is do you think he'd be a little hesitant about the about the, about the possibility of playing for Iran? Maybe it's a good good. I, didn't, I never thought about that. Even possibly it's a good show. Um, I think for Bashti, the real issue is is travel. Uh, same with Peter Shura. You know, I think the main thing that Kairos was saying um, about Peter Shura was the travel was too long for him to come from all the way from the USA. And he was in San Jose Earthquakes, which is obviously in California. To come from California all the way to Iran, play a game, go back to California, play a league game. It's just too much travel for a player, too much stress on the legs. Um, I don't think he... I just don't think it's, it's useful for an Iranian national team to call up American-based players. No offence to them, and it's not their fault. It's just, just the way it is. Like We live in a massive earth. Do you know what I mean? Like If you were living in, in Europe, then possibly, yeah, but it's just not the, not easy to, to consider that. Logistically, it, it doesn't work. But, um, you know, maybe he goes to Europe. You know, and he maybe he or maybe he's really, really good and he gets called up. Then, you know, you can kind of compensate for that. Um, but if he's not that good, then there's not much of a point in wasting all that money to, to spend on flights. Uh, but again, if he is good, then, you know, you do that. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Atlanta FC, Atlanta United, sorry. They're a good side. They're a good American team uh, with good youth level players. I think they, they've... They've brought in a lot of young Americans as well. I think is it Miles Robin Robinson, their centre back. He's come in from yeah. the youth youth side, and they've brought in some great players. So it's good that he's playing in that team. And Dara, you being familiar with um, the U.S. national team as well, and uh, you know soccer in the United States, you know what would you like to add about Amir Bashti? So uh, again, just like many of these guys, for me, I, I haven't seen a whole lot. Um, I, I I personally haven't for him. I haven't watched him at all. Um, but like for me, uh, this is what I'm just going to say about like guys who were at a similar place where he's at in his career. He's, he's at a place in his career right now where a lot of guys in the, in the U S national team, um, were at when they were, you know, 23 years old, he's in a good system, uh, you know, with Atlanta United, one of the most respectable clubs in the, in the U S. Um, and as Ari was saying, you know, they, they definitely have produced some some good players in recent years. Um, so he's in a club uh, in a club with a good culture, with good uh, youth development, um, and it's really going to boil down to him. Uh, like I was just saying for Peach Cup for the next couple of years to see kind of how he develops in these next few years. Um, I, I, I'll give you the, the 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 comparison. The first comparison for me that comes to mind is Aaron Long, starting center back for the U.S. Men's National Team, by far. Um, you know, widely considered to be the best defender in the U.S. national team right now. He spent, uh, I want to say, either three, two or three years playing in the the reserve side for um, the Seattle Sounders and the uh, and the New York Red Bulls. So he spent with two different clubs. He was on the reserve sides, um, developing himself. Those are also two clubs who who have great youth development programs. Um, so he, he he was developed and and, and shaped in, 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 at a very similar age um, with with those kinds of clubs. So it really comes down to work ethic. If he's able to really kind of you know maximize his potential, um, I can't comment on that because again I, I don't know him. I haven't seen him play. Um, but 
definitely somebody who I'll keep some tabs on and see how how, how he pans out. I want to add just one thing to that though. Amir Bashti, if I'm not mistaken, is 23 years old, is he not? Yeah. And he's going to be 24 this year. Uh, sorry, no, no, he just turned he just turned 23. So it's like it's like kind of a, a, a tough kind of judge at that age. 23 is a kind of you need to be kind of playing at a good level now to be considered. But it's not it's not impossible. Like Beto Be- Be- got called up at twenty five or twenty six. So yeah. like like I'm saying, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. And 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 also just to to, to kind of address that, I agree with you 100. percent 23 is a little bit old, but in in reality, in the United States, unfortunately, that's actually not considered old. That's actually considered very young. And Aaron Long, who I was just talking about, he was 23, 24 years old when he was playing in the reserve sides for you know these MLS clubs, and here he is now, like. The, the best defender in the MLS for sure, and also, in my opinion, the best uh, defender in the, in the national team. So within a few years, he was able to develop very quickly, and, and, and Aaron Long is just one of, of, of you know several different players who've had the same trajectory. Unfortunately, in the U.S., some of the because of the way the the, the system is is that like their their key developmental years is like really between the ages of like 22 to 25 so he's still in that like in american soccer the in those developmental years so it, it's going to be really uh it's really going to be interesting and going to be really um telling in these next few years how he develops and pans out if he gets that big uh, you know spike um gets consistent MLS minutes and puts in good performances, then uh, at that point, maybe he can be considered. And also, I want to say on the, on the geography note, I agree with Arya 100% on that. The, the one thing that he has to his advantage is he's in Atlanta, which is all the way on the East Coast. So traveling to, to Iran would be very different for Beta, than it was for Beta, sure. That's a six-hour difference. Um, and, you know, if he's he is going San to be... Jose, by the way. He's actually from the same city as Beta, which is quite interesting. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, again, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of pans out in these next uh, next couple of years. We'll definitely have to keep our, keep a tab on him. But like we've been saying with both these players, Paya Pichka and Amir Bashti, there definitely is the potential for both players to to move to the top flight. That's for sure, you know, because Amir Bashti playing for Atlanta United 2 in the USL Championship. You know, Atlanta United obviously can call him up pretty much just about any time. And with Paya Pichka being at 20 years, playing at 20 years old for Sundsvall, definitely, definitely a lot of potential as well. Now let's move on to our next positions, and this one is an interesting one because you know years ago there was a time where Iran, um, you know, really was lacking at the striker position, and you know, and as and where we are now, you know, there's a there's a you know there's a lot of comp- there's a lot of you know strikers available for Iran as well. You know, especially we talk about Azmoun, uh, Kave Rezaei. But let's talk about a couple of players. And this first one I want to mention, um, this is a kind of a mouthful, Dennis Yerai Eckert Ayensa. I mean, that's how he's labeled. That's how he's uh, known officially. But, you know, we'll go by Dennis Eckert, playing for Ingolstadt 04 in the third in the third level of football in Germany. He's 23 years old. He's listed as a center forward and also as a supporting striker. Um, let's start with you on this, Dara, because, you know, I remember even seeing an article about him. In, on PersianFootball.com, and you know when you look at his Instagram account, he does mention his roots. You know he has, a, of course, a uh, he's part German, part Spanish, but also he, also, I believe, he's possibly I think a quarter Iranian. You know, so what, what can you say about Dennis Eckert? Because you know he, we've seen highlights of, of him before, 
And, you know, I, I feel like there are a good amount of Iranian football fans that would like to know more about him. Yeah, he, he's interesting. I, I was following him very closely when he was playing for Celta Vigo uh, and watched him play a couple of times. And, and he was at that point, I want to say like either 20 or 21. Um, and he was he, he, he's definitely a good player. I mean, he's somebody who's trying to raise his stock right now. Like he's 23 and he's playing in you know the third division of of. Uh, uh, of Germany right now with Ingolstadt. Um, but like he, he's just, he's putting in you know good performances right now and he's actually scoring lots of goals for them. Um, so if it, it, I have to think right now, based on the way he's playing this year, he, he's like itching to get a move to like a better league. I think he just wants to use this year to, to just kind of show that he knows how to find the back of the net. Um, and it, he's somebody who, again, it's, it's going to take like about like a year or so to, to really kind of, uh, answer whether or not he should be deserving of a call-up or if he will get a call-up. I can't see him getting one right now, again, just purely based off of, like, the depth we have in the striker position. Um, but, like, in the future, in the next, like, year or two, especially with, with the potential jumps he could make, and knowing that he has the experience of playing in La Liga and was also cultivated by that La Liga team, you know, at the youth level is huge. Um, so he's, he's definitely one of the more interesting guys we've talked about so far. And I'm very interested to kind of see what he, uh, what he does in his next, like in, in the next like year or so. Now, Aria, for you, what can you comment on? What, what can you say about Dennis Eckert in terms of his, you know, you know in terms of his uh, technique, you know, and, you know, his skills? Well, he's a, he's a, a good striker. He's a strong player. He's quite quick. Um, we saw at Celta Vigo, he didn't score that. He didn't score many goals for them, but he's got the ability to be to come on as a as a substitute and and, and make an impact, you know, as a, as a player off the bench. But um, you know, he, we have to look at his career first of all. He's really well coached, you know. You've got to say he started he started his career in Cologne. He went to Aachen, went to München Gladbach, Celta Vigo in Spain, went to Excelsior last season. Um, sorry, the season before. Or no, sorry, last season he went to Excelsior in, er- in Eredivisie in Holland, and he scored quite a few goals there. And then you know, this season, English English are a team who are quite well known in Germany, who got relegated last season from uh, Bundesliga two. They were coached by uh, Nuri, Alex Nuri, um, and he got relegated. And you know he scored eleven goals this season in nineteen games, made six assists. I mean that is really good stats for a young player playing in that league. A league, by the way, Bundesliga 3 is not a bad league. It's actually a very good league. You look at the teams that are in it. You got, you got, you got Bayern Munich uh, reserve team, Branchwag, former team of Daniel Davari. Uh, you've got Hansa Rostock, uh, Duisburg, all these teams, 1860 Munich. You know, you've got a lot of good teams, Kaiser Kaiserslautern. Um, he's playing against top-level opposition. And if he, if he does uh, progress, go to the Bundesliga 2, go to the Bundesliga 1, you know, you can see good things from him. Um, he, has, he has to keep scoring goals. That's it, simple as that. He needs to keep scoring goals. But I don't think he'd choose Iran, um, personally. That's the only thing. I don't think he'd ever choose Iran. I don't know that for sure, but I just don't think he would do it. Uh, I, don't think it I, don't, I don't think it would be possible for him to play for Iran. Uh, based because I think I think it's a grandparent that's Iranian in his heritage, and I feel like he needs to. And from what I know in Iran, you have to get you have to obtain an Iranian passport to play. Um, it's quite difficult already to get it when you're half Iranian, 
But to get it with your quarter Iranian, it was it was easy for Davari because Davari had travelled to Iran before, and his dad was Iranian, um, whereas this guy's grandparents are Iranian, which is different. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Well, Arya beat me to my question. I'll just go to you instead, Dara. Now with the same question: Is Dennis Arai Eckert a player you would like to see called up to Iran? Sure, I, I think in the in the right situation, um, yeah, I think I think he where he's at in his career, he he's done like a lot of great things. Like he obviously has a good goal scoring record. He's played for respectable teams, and as Ari mentioned, has definitely been well coached. Um, he's ha- had a, a level of exposure to really world class football that most people in Iran his age, almost every person in Iran his age, have not had. Um, and there's something to be said about that for sure. Um, so, yes, I, I would like to see him called up, not immediately, not with like really where we're at right now, um, given that like we need like our most experienced, reliable people to kind of get us over the hump of uh, what's ahead in the coming, you know, three, four matches that we have left in World Cup qualifiers. But perhaps after that for a camp, you know, if, if hopefully we can have the luxury of having a camp that uh, you know we'll be able to test out some players. Um, sure, I would like to see him called up to, to a camp like that. Um, but in the in the short term, no. In the long term, yes. That's that's the answer. Okay, let's go to our other player at this position. He's listed as a center forward and also a winger. We're talking about Frederick Zanjanchi playing for Orgerait in the Super Etan, the second level of football in Sweden. And I'm going to start with you, Arya. You know, what can you tell me about Zanjanchi? You know, in, in terms of his skills, information about him as well. You know, you've earlier you mentioned the height of a player as well. So you definitely have this down pretty well, I would like to presume. Yes. Uh, I just want to mention one thing that's quite interesting. He's actually a twin. Uh, and if you, uh, actually what happened was earlier on in their career, his uh, twin brother, uh, Martin, Martin Johansson Zanjanchi, who was playing for Asiriska um, in the Superatan as well. He was really talented. He's also a right back. But he was talented. He was looked, He was actually looked at by, by Kirosh at the time. Um, they're, they're both 24 years old. Um, and, he, and his brother had played for the U19 in Sweden. But about by then, he, he moved down to lower teams and didn't really progress in his career. And then his brother came through and he, he looks like he's really done well um, uh, for in his career. You know, he's playing in Org is it Orgrichter I don't know how to pronounce that name, the club name, but he's a winger. He's a winger. He's a right, he's a left winger. Somebody with uh, good ability, uh, from what I've seen, uh, some of the highlights I've seen, a good ability, good technical ability, good pace. Um, he's 24 years old. A winger at that age, for me, you'd be looking to bring in younger ones. Um, we've got players like Baidi, Mohebi, uh, Sayod Manish, who can play wide, Mir Radma, Wadi all these players. It's so tough to to bring in players now at that kind of position because it's so it's so packed and we've got so much talent. Not to mention Torabi, for example. We've got so much talent in that position where it's like. It's just impossible. And if you're playing in a super rattan, uh, it's not easy. And he's not even playing regularly, by the way, in a super rattan. But he's playing to some extent. It's tough for him to get called up. But he's someone to look at. Um, I wish we'd call him when he was earlier. Like I said before, I wish we'd call him when he was 21, when he was 19, 18. 
you know. Um, but you know, it's a shame. But we'll we'll, we'll we'll follow his career. And Dara, is there something you would like to add as well? You know, in terms of the depth that Iran currently has at these positions. Yeah, I, I think I hit the nail on the head. It's it's so tough. I, I think the toughest position to kind of come into the national team um, and really kind of like solidify places of the winger position. Um, just because and anywhere really on the forward line, on the wings as a striker, like it, it's really hard just because like the level of quality like in those areas is like, for me, honestly, somewhat at, a, at an all-time high, especially with like the youth talent that we have with uh, Gaidi and Golizade and um, even Sayad Manesh who can play him. On, on, I mean, he, he's definitely more well-suited as a striker, but um, I don't want to get off topic. It's not it, like the, the, the level of depth that we have really anywhere on the forward line is so high right now that like, uh, again, unless you're playing consistently on a team that's pretty respectable, you're probably not going to even have a, a, a shot. And like, just based on where um, this Zanjanji kid is in his career, um, again, the next couple of years will be very crucial for him. See if he can kind of like get himself into a better team and a better league and uh, put on good performances. Until that's the case, probably not very realistic. Okay, everyone, hope you enjoyed part two of the search for more Legionnaires. In part three, we'll be talking about our honorable mentions and the intentions of Iran head coach Dragan Skocic. In the meantime, you know what to do. Get to our website, TeamLATalk.com. You know where to find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You know the handle, at TeamLATalk. Be on the lookout for some more interviews and some more new episodes coming up on our YouTube channel. Make sure to check out our Tumblr blog as well. We'll see you next time on the next edition of TeamLATalk. I'm your host, Artif Tahari. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is Omi Nazari, and uh, you are listening to TeamLATalk. <laughs>